Exacto. Ladies and gentlemen, we are tonight. We are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. that folks you see that i go the extra mile that's right in case you didn't figure it out it's just me today just me and like i said i go the extra mile for my jokes it is the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. This week, it's just me, Troy. That's right. Because nobody likes me. I am here, Valentine's Day night, recording all by myself. Jason is uh, thankfully taking care of the missus at home in more ways than one. And nobody else decided they wanted to talk to me today. So uh, it's going to be a very fucked up show. Um, very truncated most likely as well, but I didn't want to leave you guys without anything. Although by the end of this, you might be wishing I did. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it because I've got nobody to talk to. And we're going to do a little thing called the perfect 10. The perfect 10. A 10, a 10, a fucking 10. So this week, it was week four of the Mixed Match Challenge, and it we saw Elias Samson, oops, sorry, Elias, and Bailey take on Lana and Rusev in a match that I was maybe a little concerned about, but the there was actual storytelling in this match. You had a, a kind of a breakout for Lana on us, which was really cool. So, of course, Lana and Rusev in matching outfits, which I wasn't quite expecting, wound up putting on a really good performance against Elias and Bailey, and so much so that Lana actually won. She actually won a match, and this is her very first televised WWE victory. Not only that, it's her very first WWE victory. That's right, even counting house shows, she's won in 60. One in 60. Now she has like five wins in NXT with 14 losses, but uh, we're only counting her WWE time. And considering the way that she was brought in, kind of hot shotted into a, a title match, which she subsequently lost all three attempts, the fact that it took this long for her to get a victory is kind of stunning. But also, 
you know, kind of part of her character. But uh, the aftermath of this was really cool as well to to see the, you know, the emotion in her being so happy that she won. And of course, Rusev declaring it to the ravishing Rusev Day. So all in all, the Mixed Match Challenge continues to be uh, uh, something that I enjoy on a week-to-week basis. Um, Rusev and Lana, I'm glad that they moved on because they are definitely going to be more charismatic than Elias and Bailey. Not Elias's fault. Bailey's going to bring him down. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see where else this goes from here. Uh, Jason, what you, oh wait, I'm sorry, never mind. Nope, still nope, nobody there. Just just me. So we have a brand new member of Two Hundred Five Live, and it's Buddy Fucking Murphy. That's right, the guy who actually gets to touch Alexa Bliss's ass and doesn't get a restraining order. Buddy Murphy has joined 205 Live, and we got a nice little training montage of him getting, uh, cutting weight, essentially, down. Now, he has a brand new gimmick, uh, which appears to be guy who really wants the title, which is fine for right now. Uh, he's got a new look as well, very trimmed beard and, and, and shaved the sides of, and back of his head. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what he can do, because after they, after they broke up Banff, you know, him and Wesley Blake didn't really have much to do. Obviously, Blake has now since joined another tag team. So Buddy Murphy was kind of the odd man out, and I'm happy to see them at least trying something here. So uh, Buddy Murphy joining 205 Live, he's going to be, he's one of the last competitors for uh, for the tournament here. And what it sounded like was that he took the place of Leo Rush, who was going to be the surprise person. Uh, but then everyone remembered, oh, that's right, we don't like you. So, uh, yeah, we're going to use the Australian guy. Uh, moving right along here, I have a voicemail. Uh, one of three, uh, but this one is from a very special friend of ours. Hello, Rundown. Adam here. Former host, creator, and subsequent ambassador of this fine program. I have an idea for your new SmackDown graphics. I guess this would be, oh, this would be a SmackDown graphic. I forgot which show I was talking about for them. It happens. It's late. Anyways, um, given the recent antics, specifically what happened on this week's SmackDown, which I'm sure you'll talk about or have already talked about, uh, I think when Big E hits the big ending or he and another member of the New Day hit the midnight hour, that a graphic, uh, like a clip art, a giant stack of pancakes, should come down from the top of the screen, you know, crash in, and then fade away. Anyway, have fun. Good show. Etc. And listen by Tremania. Bye. Well, thank you, Adam, for coming on, mumbling into the microphone, and then plugging your own show. That's great. That's that's top-notch voicemailing right there. Um yeah, I, New Day had a match against uh, Shelton Benjamin and uh, Charlie Haas Light, and uh, wound up taking the win because you know fuck any other tag team, and uh, yeah, so I guess there there hits two segments as once because he's going to go ahead and do the projected SmackDown graphics for for the week. Uh, so fine with that. That's cool. Sure. Um, SmackDown and Raw both have a, a little bit of an issue as well with. Uh, um, with their teams of, of ladies, because, you know, now we're kind of counting down to, you know, when, when the riot family all gets beaten in a match, as we had the second member, Sarah Logan get taken out by Charlotte. I mean, losing to Charlotte is 
okay because it's charlotte you know um but they just they didn't do anything with the Wright family at all i mean they they kind of came in with a head of steam and everyone was like oh you, here's something that we saw on raw last week but th- this is cool okay let's let's see where this goes and nothing they've just not been jobbing and looks like ruby riot is next up and on the docket and over on raw you know obviously the the page injury did what it did for for that team uh, it seemed like they were kind of building towards something there uh, but now they've completely lost steam as well now she did actually mandy rose actually did get did pick up the victory on raw but doesn't seem like they have any plans for these these six women uh five of which they brought up from nxt to do anything on the roster because they they get brought up and you know they they, they look strong at first uh, and then they handed people microphones that kind of took a little bit of steam out of there but then on top of that now like the the main focus is on asuka alexa bliss sasha bailey all before the, the rest of the members of absolution and over on smackdown where you have a little bit more of an open field for the women you know it's just charlotte and everybody else and this was their chance to kind of build up a, a competitor for charlotte and they haven't really done that much in my opinion to to progress ruby right enough to be a, con- a legitimate contender for the title although it seems like that's what they're going to have have her do with charlotte and like the i mean you still got carmella with the the briefcase and nothing's really been going on with that i mean we had a, a failed cash in attempt or a failed attempt at cashing in not a failed cash in attempt um and other than that ooh, i don't know not much not much really occurred there so i'm i'm a little little nervous obviously on, on what's going to happen with with those girls because they got brought up into a team the same thing that they did when they first did the women's revolution you know we had you know three teams of three and everyone kind of squared off and it was everyone got kind of lost in the shuffle and then the a lot of them had to take a while before they got you know broke out of the pack and so now you've got this injection of, of female talent in with these groups and once they break up or, or once that runs the conclusion of this stuff they're going to have to try to break out of the pack and the pack is much more stacked now and you've got more people kind of nipping at their heels as well down on NXT to, to be brought up as well. You know, we talk about like the uh, the iconic girls. You got Amber Moon down there. You got Kyrie Sane and, and a lot of the other women that eventually are going to make their way up and they're, they might go the route of Emma because they just haven't, haven't been booked strongly to begin with. People don't know about enough about them to... I think really care about them as characters either and it's real detriment to to the talent that they actually have so um obviously there's there's still plenty of time we'll we'll see what they wind up doing but it doesn't it doesn't exactly give me give me a lot of confidence right now um so now we've got the first of two sale voicemails and this one is a little long so enjoy Or don't. I'm not going to bother to edit that out. Why would I? It's much more fun when you actually get me to fuck up on things. What's up, Rundown? It's Sal calling today to quickly talk about SmackDown Live. Uh, the SmackDown Live that I watched last night that did not feature the WWE champion AJ Styles. Which is okay. You know, I... I, I 
you know, sometimes keep your champion special. I, I get it. Uh, especially if he was just going to do a backstage segment. There's no real point in that. Um, but what I, one thing that stuck out to me, and I think it's flown under the radar for a few months, is the New Day. And I watched the segment. Uh, that was about 15 minutes worth of pancakes. And, you know, they, they have uh, a certain affinity for breakfast or for breakfast food, as it would be. Um, so I pose a question to you guys today. Uh, is the New Day's act tired? Is it time to split them up? Maybe turn one of them heel? Or is it because they sell so much merch that you can't split them up, you just gotta keep reinventing new comedy things for them to do? Because I feel like they've plateaued. They've already won about 17,000 tag team championships. Uh, and I don't really know what else you do with them, but I do know that they're taking up a lot of time on a two-hour show. So... Is that, and I will talk to you guys later. I know that it's kind of a a running gig that we kind of made Sal a little bit of a punching bag on it, obviously the the Taz jokes and stuff like that, but I feel like I have to give you a little peek behind the curtain. He left that voicemail knowing full well I was doing a solo show. I don't know why he kept saying, you guys have a great show, and... I've got a topic for you guys, but you know, it's, it's Sal. So he gets confused sometimes. Um, I, I guess the last thing I have to say about uh, SmackDown would be the, the, this was another one of those things where, um, they, they keep tip, dipping their toe in the water on this, on creating a show that sometimes focuses on one main storyline and has a little bit of other kind of fillers in between. And, kind of cuts out some of the other chuffa like yeah you're not gonna have aj styles on but the show was about the championship it was about the championship match uh so this week we actually got uh, that kind of hint like we get on nxt a lot where it's there's a central theme to it where this one was all about ko and sammy corbin and dolph and there wasn't really a need for aj in in part of this because yes he has a dog in this fight obviously he doesn't want more people added to this match but also you know, this a lot of this was brought on by KO and Sammy. So, obviously, uh, before Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler had a match to determine who was going to be added to uh, to the fatal the, the the triangle match, KO and Sammy jump Baron Corbin, and then they proceed to jump Dolph Ziggler, and so then Shane McMahon makes the matches for the night that Corbin will face KO, Sammy will face Dolph, if. Corbin wins, he's added to the match. If Dolph wins, he's added to the match. So we have a potential Fatal 5-way. If that's that's the right one? Yeah. Fatal 4-way, Fantastic 5-way, I don't fucking care. So then we then, then then we set it up and we're like, okay, well, clearly they're both going to win um, or they're both going to lose. So whatever whatever happens at the first match is what it is. And maybe this is just you know a little step gap, but it seemed like they were heading towards them both winning. And surprise, that's exactly what happened. Uh, Corbin put on a, on a pretty decent performance against KO, uh, wound up hitting a nice deep six, and and the end of days gets the three counts, and he gets added to the match. Sammy and Dolph wind up putting on, on a pretty good match as well, and Dolph hits a super kick because he's Shawn Michaels light, and beats Sammy, and now they're added to the match. Now, it'll be interesting because now next week they can they can take the time to have AJ 
you know, express his concern with the fact that now suddenly there's fucking four people in a match for his title instead of just the two that were there before. Um, so now you can really have him kind of take apart what's going on with Shane and, and get him involved with this. Uh, this also was a little bit different because it seemed kind of like they were adding faces to this match because suddenly Baron Corbin was working face and Dolph Ziggler was working face, but having the, first of all, nobody cares about Dolph Ziggler. Um, and nobody really cares about Baron Corbin either, which is kind of a bummer. So the fact that you had these guys that they're suddenly just like, and now their faces had cheer for them because you should, it's, it's so difficult because you've got KO and Sammy. People really like them, even though they're heels. So, you know, it, it was justified to say that, you know, you should cheer for Corbin now just because you get the shit out of him. Well, you still got exactly what he wanted. So there wasn't really that much adversity. Like you got the shit kicked out of him, which yeah, that happens. And then it was like, okay, well, well, here's your match, and oh look, you wound up, you know, beating him clean because n- neither K or Sammy got got involved with the, the other one's match. So it's 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 so hard to try to say that like they were turning him face. So we'll see what happens next week on on honestly because I don't fucking know. Um, so we've got another Sal voicemail. So let's see if he if he remembers this time that I'm doing the show by myself today. What's up, Rundown? It's Sal. Uh, just a quick thought on this past week's Raw. Um, you know, we saw Finn Balor and Seth Rollins qualify for the Elimination Chamber uh, together. And uh, once again, even though he talked himself up, like he always does, uh, Bray Wyatt got nothing. And uh, this whole thing between Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy seems to be handled really poorly. Uh, Bray and Finn was handled really poorly. Everything Bray has done post-WrestleMania has been really poorly. Um, Do you guys have any thoughts on how to fix this and what they can do to save broken Matt Hardy as well? I'm interested to hear you guys take. Uh, talk to you later. Nope, he doubled down. Okay. Uh, so, I guess my my takes on the uh, the broken Matt Hardy character and and the Bray Wyatt character. It's it's difficult at this point. The broken Matt Hardy, I think you can still uh, still save. And here's how you do it: you have him go in a match against Bray, and he loses. And then he goes even more fucking insane. That's really the only way you can do this at the point. But you need to have him... You need to give him more... More freedom to do what he did in TNA. Because this whole, like... It's it's just funny because he's laughing. Like, it's not enough. So, I want to see a little more. You can, you can definitely expand the universe there. And start bringing the other, other things and... Don't don't have him in feuds for a little bit. Have him build build up the shit, you know. Have him build up the broken universe stuff like that. You can have him do you know little bits bits here and there where he could just come in and fuck shit up and then leave again. But don't really have him in a feud for a little bit. Make sure that you can establish the character as as what it is, and then you can have him start going. And you can't put him against Bray Wyatt right away. That should have been your end game, because that's crazy versus crazy. It, it made a lot more sense if you had you know Matt go crazy against somebody who could play it straight because now you're just fighting nuts go with nuts go. So Bray Wyatt, I think is another character who 
you know, it's, it's so hard at this point because they've stripped away everything that, that made him special. Um, you know, then they gave him the title and then they instantly took it right back off of him again. And I think honestly, you know, he might have to go right back to, to SmackDown. That might be the only thing that can save him because over here on Raw, he's just, he's not being booked the way he's supposed to be. Um, and he's, he's not doing anything that he's supposed to be either. You know, even if you had him just come back and, and reacquire the bludgeon brothers as, as his family and just restart the whole thing again. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say how you fix him at this point, honestly. Uh, moving right along. Uh, the, the Miz and John Cena put on a really good match that I enjoyed. Um, obviously they're playing up their, their history a little bit there, um, with, with a lot of the, the nuances that have, have gone into their, their careers since then. Uh, this match was just a way to get the Miz to start the match off. And it was another, another one of these weird matches that they just kind of threw in here to sort of progress the elimination chamber, uh, storyline, but without, you know, really getting into the, I'm assuming eventually we're going to have something, you know, something more here, but uh, yeah, we also did find out that added to the gas chamber was Seth Rollins and Finn Balor because of the fact that they double double pin Bray Wyatt, which you know fuck Bray Wyatt. But yeah, it was it was an odd thing, and again we have a, have way too much of this Raw and SmackDown kind of stealing things from each other, where we're just adding fucking people to matches, and so now we're going to have a pay per view, you know WWE gas chamber. We're going to have six fuck or seven people going for, going for a chance to, you know, get that championship belt that we think is somewhere. It might be in Minnesota, it might be in Canada. We don't know. Uh, then over, then a week later, two weeks later, you're going to have another pay per view where on SmackDown they're going to have essentially elimination chamber without the cage around it, because you've got five. Who knows what, the, what happens in the next couple of weeks? Maybe six, seven, maybe ten guys. Maybe we have a fucking Royal Rumble for it. I don't know. But, you know, a lot, a lot of stealing from each other, and that, that's, that sucks, man, because there's there's so many different storylines you can do, and you can keep things very separate without just turning around and being like, you know, here you go, here's the same old fucking shit. Um, speaking of, we had a match between Bailey and Sasha Banks, where Bailey did get her win back, um, and then Nia Jax attacked them both, so, but... There's not a sustained feud here because we already know Nia is facing off against Asuka for the right to face Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania, even though Asuka could win and still be like, no, fuck you, I'm going over to SmackDown. So, still made no fucking sense, but that's what they're doing. So, they're going to try to make Nia Jax look a little bit stronger and maybe feed uh, the Scissor Sisters to her for a little bit, but it's a little too little too late at this point because... Nia Jax is another one of those characters that has just been damaged beyond repair, I think. So, and and in our main event here, a segment that I thought might have actually damaged Braun, but maybe it did a little bit better for him. Elias Samson, who was just put over by John Cena a week ago, was then completely demolished by Braun. And the way they did it was actually kind of funny to me. I know... You know, Jason probably would say that uh, he's upset about this because of the fact that you know, Braun was using a comedy segment. I actually thought that it was, I mean, I, I had a laugh out of it. I actually liked the, liked the segments. And, it, you know, Braun is a face. This wasn't nearly as bad as some of the shit that we've seen. Trust me. Uh, but, yeah, so Elias comes out, plays his guitar. Then Braun comes out with a fucking cello. And I don't know if he meant to or not. 
but he fucking broke the cello trying to strum it. And that, first of all, gave me a fucking chuckle. But then he, he has a song which was okay. It was your typical kind of stuff or whatever like that. But it was nice to see kind of Braun go from, I'm just going to make fun of you, to now nah, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Because he came to the ring, they tussled. You forget how big Elias is because he was pretty close to Braun's size. Uh, and then he, Braun takes him out. Elias tries to, to crawl up the ramp. And Braun takes the fucking cello. And instead of hitting him with the back of it, hits him with the front of it. Which, even if it was a gimmicked one, that still can't feel that good. So, um, but yeah, like to me, it was, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought that it was, it was an entertaining moment. I don't know if Jason feels that way or not, but you know, I'd love to ask him, but no, just me. Hey, hey guys, how's it going? Uh, so quickest perfect 10 we've ever done, but like I said, it's going to be, it's going to be a very truncated show, but I wanted to just kind of get out to to talk about a couple different things and i wanted to make sure that we didn't reach miss out on getting those indie dates to you as well so speaking of tickets are available till 1 p.m this friday for bruce city wrestling which brings the aftermath as we start a new chapter this saturday when we move to a bigger better venue that is also still on the bus line from waukesha wisconsin to the elks lodge number 400 bell time is seven 7 30 p.m doors open at 4 6 45 tickets are 20 dollars reserved ringside 16 dollars advanced pre-sale on bruce city one dot bruce city wrestling one.com or 18 dollars at the door again like i said only till 1 p.m friday is when you can get these so make sure to get them now we have a special meet and greet with the wb legend native american tatanka and wrestling legend kevin sullivan at 6 4 15 cost of that is ten dollars all ages are also welcome Already signed is Bruce City Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship match between Max Holiday and Tokyo Monster Kahagas. WWE legend Native American Tatanka will take on Rage Mitch Blake. Special guest wrestling legend Kevin Sullivan. Shooter Scott Marciano will take on Evil Dis. Roadhouse James Vincent takes on High Octane Onyx Andretti. And Evil Sierra will take on a Thumper's Den Wrestling Academy student, yet to be named. Go to BruceCityWrestling1.com for more information and more Fandemonium matches announced soon. Uh, follow them on Twitter at BCW1 and go like their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Wrestling one Lucky Pro Wrestling presents Homecoming on Saturday, no, Friday, geez, February 24th at the Elks Hall, because they're on fire, in Clinton, Massachusetts. Tickets uh, for this event are just $15 or a four-pack for 50 bucks. Doors open. I really was hoping that that was going to be like far more than the than $4 of a regular price ticket was going to be, but sadly it's not. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. with a special, very special champion photo op with the fans in the ring before the event. There is no added fee for this photo, which is a rarity in the wrestling business. And the live wrestling will start at 7.30 p.m. Already announced the LPW Championship is the selfie-made man Vern Vicalo with Jillian Lee. We'll take on Kenny Dykstra, a former WWE Spirit Squad member. The LPW Women's Championship will be on the line as Adira takes on Rosalie. A special challenge match is Dave Yen takes on, on Alicia Edwards. Sweat Boy Christopher James with Danica will take on Todd Sopel. The Aristocats, the Aristocrats, not cats, Tomahawk and Zachary Pierre Bolu. Bol- Bol- I'm sorry, dude, I'm going to slaughter your name. Take on Anthony Stone and Riot Kellen Thomas. Thomas. The LPW Tag Team Championship is also on the line as The Heat, Elia Markopoulos, 
and Christian Casanova take on Anthony Green and Scotty Slade. The LPW Hard Hard Knocks champion Brick Mastone, Fabulous Johnny Vegas, and more will be in and be at the show. Plus, the return of the champions photo op. Get get your picture taken with the current LPW champions free with admission. Go to luckyprowrestling.com slash lpw-homecoming. Tickets are on sale at the one-stop shop on High Street in Clinton. The National Wrestling League, NWL, goes to Shawnee Mission, Kansas, to the Abdallah Shrine Temple. 6.30 p.m., doors open, 7 o'clock showtime. Child ticket pricing is not available at ringside seating, no exceptions. The main event will see Spirit of the NWL champion Jeremy Wyatt take on Eddie Kingston. A women's tag team match as Lainey Luck and Carolina Rodriguez take on Marty Bell and Savannah Stone. Christian Rose will take on the Mile High Magnum Dak Draper. Lionel Howlett will take on Fuego Del Sol. Friendship Team 9000 takes on Top Shelf Entertainment. And Niles Plonk will take on the master of the buddy system, Buddy Shepard. Uh, tickets are still available starting at just $10. Go to nwleague.com for more information and for tickets. And ICW Milwaukee is live Sunday, February 25th at the La Pica Lounge. The Drunk Uncle and ICW present the first ever Bills Mafia death match. ICW Ultimate Tag Team Infinity Gauntlet match will be, be on as the No Man Movement, Marman, and Jax defend their titles against seven other teams, Evil Shadows 2.0, Stacy Shadows, and Sierra, High Class Villains, Mo Foley, and Rock King, Straight Hatred, Cato, and Jackal Blackwell, Jess Pitbulls, Zach McGuire, and Jacob Hoffman, AC Riley and Shooter Scott Marciano, Holy Players, Sean Priest and Jay Cash, and Bootcamp Bitch, Garrison Creed and his mystery partner. The ICW World Heavyweight title will be online as the Greek franchise GQ Giannis takes on Plague Bringer Marcus Crane. And we will have the Bills Mafia Deathmatch as the ICW Alternative title will be online as Dysfunction takes on Bobby V with special guest official Neil Stefik. The ICW Midwest title is also online as TW3 takes on the Fable 1 Aesop Mitchell. An insane Chase McCoy will take on Joey Jet Avalon in a number one contenders match. UFO Wrestling returns to Malden once again for February vacation on Wednesday, February 21st, which should probably have been before the one I just read. Tickets are just $12 and can be purchased at the door. Reserve your front row seat by purchasing your tickets at paypal.me slash Patrick Dillon using the family and friends feature. Plenty of free parking, handicap accessible, and doors open at 7 p.m. UFC Bellator WSOF vet and current CES MMA fighter John Doomsday Howard will be doing a meet and greet on behalf of 666 Fightwear. All meet and greet fans will need a paid admission ticket to take advantage of the meet and greet. $30 gets you a triple six fighter wear t-shirt, one autograph and one photo op. $50 gets you a front row seat, a t-shirt, one autograph and one photo op. So far, a, the announced matches are the main event UFO heavyweight champion. The Kingpin Brian Malonis teams up with the UFO tag team champions of the cool people as they face Picture Perfect, the self-made man, Vern Vicalo, Perfect Dan Terry, and Aaron Amadeus. You should probably get a nickname, Aaron. The Dynasty Bo Douglas defends his UFO United States Championship against the professional Channing T- Thomas. Oh, oh, Jason would have killed me for that one. 
the heavenly bodies will take on Fala and Makua. I'm assuming that's Fala Ba, maybe? I don't know. The Mosh Pit Mashup, Slam Dance Tim Lennox, Sully Banger, Big Bear, Bugsy Stone, Ike, Timmy Thunder, Foxy Calvin Campbell, and more. Also in attendance, Belmont will take on Jocelyn. Davian will take on Casey Carlisle. Benny Jux and takes on Ovid Connor Davies. And on Saturday, March 10th, Liberty States Wrestling returns to the John McCarthy Elementary School in Peabody, Massachusetts. Already signed for that event, Fabulously Unequaled, the team of Fabulous Johnny Vegas, and the Unequaled One, Todd Sopel, will defend their Liberty States Wrestling Tag Team titles against the team of Brett Domino and DSL Hurst. Tickets are just $10 at the door, doors open at 6.30, and bell time is 7 o'clock. And Elk Mania Productions will kick off their four-part series on Saturday, April 28, 2018, as a nightmare on Bull Street will be unleashed at the Beverly Salem Lodge of Elks. The Beverly Salem Lodge of Elks, that's what it's called? All right. And Beverly, Massachusetts. The event is a fundraiser for the Northeast Animal Shelter on... April 29th, Dick Lane will get his rematch for a je- Why is it? Why is it get there twice? Like, this is why I'm having such trouble fucking reading this, man. Editing. Dick Lane will get his rematch for 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 Jack Kruger's All Star title in the main event, and there'll be more matches events. Uh, more matches announced soon. Tickets will be on sale starting at Monday, March 5th, at Silver Moon Comics and Collectibles in Salem and Paper Asylum in Beverly. Tickets are ten dollars in advance and twelve dollars at the door. The action on April 28th begins with a 7... Why do you fucking put it too many times? With a 7 p.m. bell time so I don't miss out on all of the great wrestling action for a great cause. I'm going to have to start really fucking editing your shit, Adam. <sighs> Dick. That does it for this for the rundown for this Thursday, February 15th, 2018. It has been one week since this show was listenable. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email us show at rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail like Sal, Adam, and Sal did at 617-863-6967. That's 61rundown7. We are also on Patreon. Yeah, be like our two patrons. Head over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron. Currently, there are two reward levels, the Rundowner, which for $5 a month grants you one patron on the episode of the Rundown, as well as early access to our shows when we actually record them before they get put up. And the other one is Rundown Mania, which for $10 a month grants you a guest hosting spot on any of our Rundown shows, as well as everything that the Rundown Honor has to offer. Check out the Slasher Sitting Tram if you're a fan of horror. I recently did the Cloverfield Paradox, so make sure to take a, take a peek at that. Listen to our friends the Kingpin, Brian Malonis, and Mike Crockett on the wrestling podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to facebook.com slash the WPAN or the WPAN.com. Check out our new friend Justin Michaels on his new show, Yesterland Waltz, on Tough TV. Subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to hear our other great shows, NXT Revisited, The Rundown Sit Down, WrestleMania Salvation, Glowstick, and the Nitromania Podcast. Follow our host on Twitter at jstuart, S-T-U-A-R-T-0920. That's 0920. Follow me at Rockstar Troy and follow Sal at Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to me and just me, because nobody likes me. Thanks to everyone who voted for our new logo, and thanks to Jason for our theme song. Sorry, I'm going to fuck it up a little bit today. Next week, hopefully there's someone else with me. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) 
about the time that i guess i'm supposed to do the postscript um but i hate postscripts but here we go the rundown wrestling podcast was created and subsequently abandoned by adam salzer and is produced and edited this week by me this episode was hosted by me and i am a member of the questionable different network you can check out all of our other shows including the other wrestling shows the raw attitude podcast the new blood the blood rising podcast our horror podcast, the Slasher Sanitarium, and the Shadowing podcast, as well as the rest of our shows, Taco Tuesday, Pwn Stars, the Reanimator podcast, and Nerd Control. Uh, sadly, we did just find out that Words of Geekdom will be ending their run. Uh, we're going to miss those guys for sure. Um, but stay tuned, and maybe we'll have some more news on that coming soon. Go to questonetwork.com for more information. And tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast.